Biting into a delicately chewy Turkish delight releases the essence of rose water, orange, and pistachio on your taste buds. A nicely seasoned bite of lamb with tomatoes, onions, peppers, and herbs is the epitome of a healthy Mediterranean cuisine. And taste treats like these are standard in Turkey. Or maybe you'd like to try a crispy Turkish pizza. Turkish guides Yaren Turkoglu and Lali Sermon Aran join us now in our studio to open up your palate to the delights of Turkish cuisine. Yaren and Lali, thanks for joining us. Thank you, Rick. Merhaba, Rick. Merhaba. So, Lali, what makes uh, the Turkish diet unique? Talking about Turkish cuisine, we need to specify that we have two types of it, actually. We have the imperial royal cuisine, which is experimental, done with best available ingredients of the world at that time. And then we have the folk cuisine, which mm. is a creation out of the local produce. And what makes it unique, I'd say that because of the varied geography of Turkey, we have lots of plants and vegetables, fruits growing. So it's a mix of everything. I would say that our diet is half meat, half vegetables, mm -hmm. and it's a good balance of it. And I think that's the most thing that comes out. Now, I mentioned the Mediterranean diet. Uh, how do you define the Mediterranean diet? You know, we call it the Aegean diet in Turkey. Okay. And yeah. what, is, what defines that? Um, lots of vegetables, fresh, not cooked, olive oil, and lemon as the dressing. Okay. And uh, when we talk about the Mediterranean or the Aegean diet, we cook the food with olive oil. And this food is to be consumed cold, not hot. So we cook it, let it cold, and after it's cold, we put it in the fridge, and it's served really cold. It's interesting. We call it the Mediterranean diet, but I think your, your name is more accurate, the Aegean diet, because mm -hmm. it's the Aegean Sea yes. where this emanates. Mm -hmm. Yaren, when I think of Turkish cuisine and I think of Greek cuisine, it's confusing to me because the Turks and the Greeks claim a lot of the same things. Tell us a little bit about that. Is, uh, you know, the meze, the olives, the stuffed peppers, the, the sweets, the baklava, what's Turkish and what's Greek and how do we sort it out? So Greeks and Turks have shared the same history for centuries. Sometimes it's very difficult to tell if something is Greek in origin or if it is Turkish in origin. As an archaeologist, I often check the etymology of the word. Oh, so the etymology, you can yeah. tell from where, uh, what's you a good can, example you can of that? Often, you can often tell that. Mm -hmm. For example, when it comes to dolma, Greeks also make it very well, but dolma is a Turkish word. It literally means to stuff. To stuff. So okay. when, we, when we do stuffed eggplants or peppers, we stuff them. But when we do uh, grape leaves, we call them sarma because we wrap them. It's so rolled. Even, it's rolled. So even the name tells you. But very often as an archaeologist, when I think about it, uh, not only as a Turk, some things are started by Greeks and Turks contributed. Some things are started by Turks and Greeks contributed. And so we, maybe should, we should remember that historically there was a much bigger mix during Ottoman uh, times of yes. Greeks and Turks. And then historically there was a time when all the Greeks were basically mm -hmm. sent to Greece and all the Turks in Greece were sent over to Anatolia. It's a mixed Anatolia. heritage. Yeah, but that heritage, that cuisine survives. Lali, one of my favorite things about eating in Turkey is the pizza. Describe the Turkish pizza. Which we call pide. Pide. P-I-D-E. Yes, it's a very delicious wheat dough crust with toppings of different ingredients. It can be minced meat, it can be mixed with herbs and onions, it can be cheese and eggs, it can be vegetables. You can go as creative as you want, but that would be one of the most common food you'd find everywhere you go. 
I think one time we were filming together, and I had that in the script, and I really yes. wanted to show a Turkish pizzeria, yes. and we didn't really know where, but I said, I know if we go off the freeway here, find a little village, there'll be a pizzeria on the main square. Do you remember you that visit? You can count on it, yes. And it was wonderful. Yes. It's very it's cheap, it's very fun, very and if, a, fresh. A, if an American tourist steps into a village pizzeria, they're going to get royal service. Exactly. What would you drink with the pita? I would drink ayran with the pide. And what is ayran? I love that. Ayran is a yogurt drink. Uh-huh. Turks are from Central Asia, and we were we are an animal herding culture. So they would have cattle and cows and, and um, sheep. It's very natural that they are good with the dairy products. And we eat yogurt, a lot of yogurt. And ayran is a diluted yogurt drink, which is mixed with a little pinch of salt, and that's it. That's it's it. very healthy. I find if I go to a, a kebab shop or something in Europe, I love to eat Turkish in Europe. If it has Iran in the refrigerator, I think it's a good place. It's the good classic Turkish if drink. If it doesn't have Iran in the fridge, it won't make business. Because the Turks won't go there. Well, that's what everybody would ask for. Yeah. And think of it, McDonald's in every country they go to end up serving the local drink. They cannot survive without serving Iran. Okay, so if you want a Coke, go to McDonald's. If you want an Iran, go to a good You Turkish. would find it in McDonald's too. <laughs> Yarin, when I go to Turkey, I love the Donner Kebab. I have to say it's a little bit confusing to me. Tell us a little bit of uh, survival skills for getting a good Donner Kebab. What do we look for? Donner is one of the most popular street foods in Turkey. Döner literally means to turn. So it's a perfect vertical grilling. So we see this big round of meat turning and dripping and sweating and carving it to get little shreds of meat. Big chunks of meat. Mm -hmm. So as the grill turns, you know, Mm -hmm. the chef shaves off the grilled parts. Mm -hmm. So the thinner it is, the better it is. So the so thinner you should, be looking, you should be looking for that. And it's nice just to enjoy that whole ritual of, of slicing. Of, of the best way it. to enjoy it is to have it in a little pita bread. And uh-huh. they add some uh, french fries, some pickles. Is a pita bread like a pocket bread? It's a kind of a pocket bread. And they put the, what do they, they put the meat in there and then meat, what else? Meat, french fries, some tomatoes, onions. sometimes onions and pickles. A kind of food to go. I, I think the... There's different kinds of meat. What kinds of meat could you find it's on It's generally that? a mixture of lamb and beef, but nowadays uh, it's less expensive. Many people prefer chicken as well. What do you like when you get your doner kebab? Mm, meat. What yeah, kind the of lamb. Lamb and beef, yeah. That's the historic way. That's, that's the best that's way. Right. This is Travel with Rick Steves. We're talking Turkish cuisine for the traveler. We're joined by Yaren Turkulu and Lali Sermon Aran. Lali, uh, doner kebab is good street food. What are some other examples of street food when you're traveling in a place like Istanbul? Maybe I should talk about the simplest, which we call simit. S-I-M-I-T would be the spelling of it. It's a Turkish bagel made with very simple uh, wheat dough. But before it's cooked in the fire ovens, it's dipped into grape molasses and then dipped into sesame. So when you see them for sale on the street, it looks like brown bagels. Uh, the crust is brown because of the grape molasses, but the interior is, is white like bread. That's the simplest street mm. food we have, and everybody simply loves it. I love that, too. A slice of cheese, a tomato, and a simit with a glass of tea is the perfect snack. We're getting a taste of the comfort foods you'll find in Turkey right now on Travel with Rick Steves. Our guides are Yaren Turkulu and Lali Sermon from SRM Travel in Istanbul. Eric joins us now on the phone from Providence, Rhode Island at 877-333-7425. Rick, hi. Nice to talk to you and to Yaren and Lale. Um, yeah. 
enjoying the discussion, and it's really making me hungry, i got to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> me too. So I've got a two-part question for all of you. I'm planning my first trip to Turkey, and I'm a vegetarian. So I'm wondering if you could recommend either uh, – I'm going to be spending most of my time in Istanbul, but be hitting some of the other highlights of the country. And wondering, A, where I can find some of the best vegetarian Turkish food. And I also have a very mean sweet tooth. And I've never had Turkish delight, so I'm anxious to try that for the first time and where I can find the best of that in mm, Turkey. Good questions. Vegetarian, Lolly. Hello, Eric. Uh, good questions. Hi. Thank you for asking them. First of all, as a vegetarian, you don't need to look for a particular restaurant to find vegetables. Every restaurant in Turkey would carry it unless they're specified strictly as a kebab restaurant. Even okay. if a restaurant is strictly classified as a kebab restaurant, it would always come with salad. It would always come with grilled vegetables. So it's very rare that we would eat meat but nothing else. Plus, Lolly, when I go to a, a lot of Turkish restaurants, it's very visual. You go, you grab a tray and you can point to what you like and you can see, ah, this it's looks good from a vegetarian. Cafeteria-style restaurants are very common in the busy parts of every city, mm-hmm. in the uh, business district or in the old town. They're very common, and the food is usually very good and fresh, daily cooked. And Yaren, do you have some tips about vegetarian eating in Turkey? I think uh, they should go to workers' restaurants. Workers' restaurants. Workers' restaurants are very good for vegetarian dishes. Hmm. Very often, just as you said, on the counter, they can show and tell. And most of the seafood restaurants carry very good vegetarian mezes. Small plates, uh, Mm -hmm. often served Hot or cold, it doesn't matter. But is a stuffed pepper often going to be with meat in it? Or? There are two versions of stuffed pepper. One of them is served cold without meat, uh, and the other one is served hot with meat. Now, Eric asked about the Turkish delight, and that's on people's list when they go to Turkey. What is Turkish delight? A Turkish delight is a mixture of uh, granulated sugar, cornstarch, lemon juice, and different kinds of flavors. It can be rose water or different kinds of nuts. In Turkey, we say, eat sweet, talk sweet. So we love sweets in Turkey. And maybe the best companion to Turkish delight is also Turkish coffee. So they are like best friends. They go together. They go together very well. You brought me a little tray of uh, beautiful little delights here. What am I biting into right now? You are eating Mm. chocolate-coated Turkish delight. Probably inside there are pistachios. Mm. Eric, double roasted pistachios are the quintessential Turkish delight. Mm. I also enjoy the roast. You're making me jealous. Mm. Yes. (laughs) Eric, eat your heart out because I'm eating this Turkish delight here. And it's got three of my favorite things. And And the rose-flavored ones are also very good. Nowadays, they also produce new versions. They Mm -hmm. are being experimental about it. So there are different flavors. But But, uh, these are the... The classic. The classics. And pistachio is just a beautiful word. When you go to Turkey, it's just a big part of your life, I think. In Turkish, we call it fıstık. That's great. I love all of those flavors, Mm. so that's great to hear. Eric, I'm so glad you called because it gave me the excuse to bite into this wonderful Turkish delight. Thanks for your call. Glad I could help, Rick. (laughs) Thank you, Eric. Thank you, ladies, for the advice. I appreciate it. Have a good trip. This is Travel with Rick Steves. We are eating Turkish delight with Yaren and Lali, and Lynn's calling in from Kew Gardens in New York. Lynn, thanks for your call. Yes. Teşekkür ederim, if I remember how to say thank you. Is that correct? Yes. Oh, good, because my question has to do with my memory. In Turkey, I could have sworn when I had an ice cream cone there that as I was looking at it, it kind of pulled like Turkish taffy. And please tell me if that's the way my memory is remembering correctly or not. 
I have the same confused memory, too. Lolly, what is what is this about Turkish okay. uh, ice cream? Hold tight and buckle up because I'm going to tell you the full name of it. Ready? Kahraman Maraş'ın meşhur dövme dondurması. No wonder I didn't remember the name. <laughs> okay. And I only recognize one thing. That's the name of a town in there, right? Yes, exactly. If I translate the name into English, it would mean the famous beaten ice cream of Kahraman Maraş. It's a province on the Taurus Mountains in southeast Turkey. Say it again. Kahraman Maraş'ın meşhur dövme dondurması. <laughs> Famous okay. beaten ice cream of Kahraman Maraş. And uh, it's made with the crushed root of wild orchid flower. And that ingredient has a particular name. It's called salep, S-A-L-E-P. And the milk used in it is the goat's milk. So both of these ingredients give the texture to the ice cream. And because it's beaten... The whole time it's produced, it's taffy-like and it stretches, and we love it. Isn't there a machine ah. that is constantly stretching yes. it? It looks like but it's a pulling a rubber band, a big yes. rubber band. But machines are, are very recent. It's yeah. within the 20 years, within the past 20 years. In the past, people would hammer them, beat them the whole time to give them the higher texture. And in Istanbul, I remember um, men walking around in traditional outfits selling ice cream. Is this the ice cream they're selling? Yes, yes. And they would... Do a little trick if you want to buy ice cream from them. They would play with you. They will make tricks with the ice cream, with the cones. And um, if you can hold on to your cone with the ice cream on it, you get to eat it. <laughs> if you, well, if that's you, a cultural difference right there. If you run so into that, be, be sure to... Well, if it's you run just into so that, much fun. Play along with it because yes. it's just totally innocent and it's a lot of fun. And it's a delicious ice cream. Hey, me. Lynn, thanks for your phone call. Sure, thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, Lynn. This is Travel with Rick Steves. We're talking with Lali and Yaren about Turkish cuisine. And Yaren, we talked about the Turkish delight. What about a couple of other desserts? The halva we un- we encounter. Halva, is that the name? Halva, yes. In and Turkish, we call it helva. Helva uh-huh. is crushed roasted sesame seeds. Uh-huh. And we often eat it um, with seafood, after seafood. Okay. Uh, in eastern parts of the country, it can be even consumed as part of breakfast. Mm-hmm. It is very cold over there during the winter months, so it keeps people warm. Often it, with sugar and pistachio? Definitely. Grape pistachio, molasses. grape molasses, and then uh, sometimes we mix tahini with grape molasses. It's also a very good uh, Turkish breakfast And another famous well. dessert would be baklava. And one of my favorite things is going in, not just having baklava off the menu, but going to a baklava shop and to have this amazing variety. Different of bak- kinds of baklava. There must be 50 different yes. baklavas. Although baklavas are so famous, my favorite Turkish dessert is the milk puddings. Milk pudding. What is yes. the name of that? Uh, there are different kinds of milk puddings. Is sütlaç part of that? Sütlaç is part of that. Because that's the, a rice pudding, right? That's a rice that's pudding. M- when I was a kid, my favorite yes. dessert was sütlaç. But the most popular uh, one among Turkish people is the chicken breast. Chicken, chicken breast. breast milk pudding. Yes. For dessert? Yes, for dessert. It has very fine shreds of chicken breast in it. This And is... I want to add to it, that's a Byzantine recipe from the 6th century A.D., That survived in Asia Minor all these centuries. My goodness. Well, there's so much to appreciate with (laughs) Turkish cuisine, and you've got to wash it down with some coffee or tea. This has been a great discussion. Let's just cap it. I'll let Yaren talk about the tea, and Lali will cap it with coffee. So Turkey is one of the biggest tea consumer countries. The name for the Turkish breakfast is kahvaltı. It consists of two different words. It means before coffee. So we drink coffee as a digestive, and we drink tea with breakfast. Okay. And then we continue 
to drink tea the whole day. Because I love the tea in these little hourglasses. In little tulip glasses. It's a social thing. You go to buy a carpet, they'll say, have some chai. And then you add little cubes of sugar, and then you use these little teaspoons. And I like the noise that it makes as you stir it. It's like a a ritual. It's a beautiful souvenir. It takes me back to Turkey. It's the best souvenir. Whenever I stir the little hourglass glass with Mm -hmm. the tiny spoon. Yes. And tea is generally a black tea, but it's there's, a black tea. There's also apple tea. Apple tea is also, you know, is that common. a touristy thing or? It's a bit touristy, you yeah, know. So you can go for the black tea. But, but generally, you just say we chai. love black tea. Yes, chai. if you want to order regular black tea, you just say chai. Bir chai lütfen. And Lolly, I feel like a cup of coffee. What am I going to find in Turkey? You will find a great variety of choices, but let's talk about the most common and the and the known one. That's the Turkish coffee. Uh, Turkish coffee, we don't grow coffee in Turkey. The coffee beans initiated from Yemen, Ethiopia, that's the way we cook it makes it Turkish coffee. It's a medium roast and a very, very fine grind, very fine powder grind. And um, to cook it, we use tiny pots. And if we are going to put sugar into it, it's put, it's added as you cook it. You cannot add it once it's cooked because we don't, uh, we let the coffee grounds sit in the in the cup mm-hmm. because if you add sugar onto it afterwards and stir it, the grounds will be swimming all around it. Yes. And you don't want that. You will just let the, the grounds sit in the cup and then drink it. It's strong. In America or in the Western world, when you order coffee or espresso, it usually comes with a piece of chocolate next to it or, or cookie. Our Turkish coffee comes with a piece of Turkish delight next to it. Yes. And uh, it's a digestive drink. We drink it after meals, usually after the breakfast. As my colleague Yaren mentioned, the name for our breakfast is before coffee. We eat for sake of starting the day with coffee. And if you drink it too fast, you'll get a mouthful of mud. Yes, you will. So sip it and enjoy yes. it. It's mm-hmm. a social drink as well. It's yeah. a social drink. And Turkey is a social country, and we've enjoyed a great insight to that through the food, the cuisine. Yaren Turkulu, Lali Sermon Aran. How do I say thank you again? Teşekkür ederim. Teşekkür. Tea sugar cream. <laughs> Tea sugar cream. Teşekkür, teşekkür ederim. Yes. Thank you. Teşekkürler. Rick Steves has spent a third of his adult life in Europe researching and writing guidebooks. Europe Through the Back Door teaches the skills of smart travel. Travel as a political act adds meaning to the journey. And Rick Steves' best-selling country, city, and pocket guidebooks cover every corner of Europe. To learn more, visit the Travel Store at ricksteves.com.